Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Promised Land podcast, where we as individuals and as a community escape our Egypt, wrestle through our wilderness to end up in our promised land with our appointed guide, Jesus Christ, Yeshua, Son of Adonai, the Most High God the Lord our Master, where we are going to be picking up where we stopped last time. Um, we were speaking about emotions and feelings, so you can take this as sort of a part two to the emotions and feelings discussion. But this one um, will touch on specific topics within that purview, especially pertaining to love and choosing your partner with emotions and feelings and how to maybe let's call it a framework of how we should make decisions in our life if not based on emotions and feelings how should we make decisions in life um and that's where i want to start off but before we hop into it if you do enjoy this episode please like subscribe share and send feedback. And don't be afraid to drop some love. Let's hop right into it. So we, in the previous episode, we touched on um, how our emotions, making decisions on our emotions and reacting on our emotions, breeds selfishness within us as human beings because we are prideful beings. We want things that better us. We want this creates a selfish outlook on things. We do things that are selfish because our emotions are exactly that, our emotions. So, and because of this, we breed this selfishness within ourselves. So, like I said, I set out on a, a little journey, I set out a nice, let's say formula, I'd like to say, on how we should conduct ourselves, how we should move into making decisions, and when what we should do when we make decisions. And it boils down to this principle. Some of you are going to look at this and be like, okay, I knew that. And some of you are going to be like, no. But it boils down to this. First the Lord, then others, then yourself. Now, Some of you will be cheeky and would want to switch this one around and be like, no, but I have to be before others because this, which I have given you here, is godly and i'm going to show you why now first the lord then others then yourself in an ideal world let's say if you can get all three of these at the same time without compromising anything then you can for certain know what you are doing is 100 percent correct that is what I believe. 
if you can get all of all three of these if you satiate the the requirements or the needs of all three of these you are making the right decision but as we know we do not live in a perfect world anymore so it's going to be extremely difficult and then the hierarchy applies first god then others then yourself if you cannot do something for yourself do something for others if you if the decision does not benefit others but it benefits god it brings glory to god then you do it because if you think about it if you please what god is doing if you do something that is pleasing to god rather then it will mean something to other people it will mean something to you at the end of the day that's why we say first god then others then yourself now i want to get into this because a lot of people say um no, but what about me and and we'll get into that but first i want to i want to touch on philippians 2 where we can see the apostle paul telling us that we must not allow how we feel to impact how we approach anything in our lives and in our relationships with other people in philippians 2 verse 3 to 4 paul says do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit rather in humility value others above yourselves not looking to your own interests but each of you to the interests of others if you pay attention it says that anything you do with anything other people's well-being emotions feelings should be of higher concern than your own correct but what we need to remember is yes other people's feelings must be of higher concern to mine but we know that other people's feelings are not as high of a concern as the truth which is god which is the, the word of god which is yeshua which is adonai the lord our master but we on the bottom of the picking order in luke 22 verse 39 to 45 and i want to use this to describe my point here in luke 22:39 when jesus was on the mount of the olives we can see that jesus himself was under tremendous amounts of stress and anguish to such an extent that he sweat blood and 
for those of you who didn't know, this can actually happen. This is something that can medically happen if your body is under too much stress. So I would encourage you all to take it easy. Um, but he, he sweat blood because of all of this stress and anguish he was feeling about what was to come. And then we see Yeshua, and he would then ask the Lord, Lord, if there is any possibility that he doesn't have to do this, that he doesn't have to die. Is there any possibility? And this is tremendously understandable. <laughs> Saying, Lord, is there any way I don't have to die today? Is there any way I don't? And this is... And let alone the fact that he's, he's innocent. I mean, I don't even want to face the consequences for the things that I do in my life. But he now has to face the consequences of something he didn't do. And he's asking the Lord in his anguish. Yeshua is asking, Lord, is there any other way? The good part, though, the beautiful part comes when even after all of this anguish, even after all of this suffering, this blood, sweat, and tears in the Mount of Olives, knowing what is to come, even after all of this, Jesus declares the Lord's will above what he is feeling at this moment. Using fact over feeling. Considering not his own feelings and emotions and anguish, but rather the well-being of everyone else and not himself. He regarded God first, man second, and himself lost. This is our God. Hallelujah. Sorry. As far as I'm concerned, the only time you are allowed to consider your needs feelings and emotions above others this is very conditional by the way is when you spend time with adonai and yeshua and the holy spirit and you draw from his glory and goodness it's the only time if you feel like you need to spend time with yeshua or adonai or the Holy Spirit, if you need to spend time with it, let nothing get in your way. Nobody's feelings, not your own, not someone else's. You get to what you need to get to in that situation.
the reason for this and not a lot of people know this because we obviously we we believe in our selfishness and we want to make excuses for for not wanting to do these things some of the things i i hear or some of the things i even say to myself sometimes is but what god what what about me then i'm i'm lost in every situation here who's going to be looking after me and I, I need to do things for myself sometimes because if i don't do things for myself who's going to do things for me you know and it's these these things are understandable especially in the world we live in today it's a genuine concern even for myself because people aren't as they should be as we should be in in life we aren't like paul says we should be here we aren't like the word says we should be we we are selfish and then and then because we are selfish we can't allow ourselves to be good to other people because then no one will look after us because we have to put ourselves last there's a reason the reason we should care so little about how we feel and ourselves and put everyone and else and god above us is because god cares about our feelings god cares about us and i know it sounds like i'm contradicting myself a bit here but i promise i'm not and i'm going to explain it now god's truth is the truth yes so if your feeling is apart from the truth that makes your feeling wrong i'm sorry to say that is most likely but it doesn't make it wrong to feel that way god sees those feelings and god looks after it god says he sees the desires in our heart but this principle comes from the fact that god is a good father who desires the best for you god is saying don't worry about you because i worry about you i see the pain and the anguish and the the stress and the whatever you you're in but keep giving because i am feeding you i am giving to you i allow you to give even though you have nothing and do this and your reward will be great if you don't believe me you can read matthew 6 verse 25 to 34 where jesus himself tells us that god will provide for us The only thing we need to do is to love him and each other and in him and him alone all our needs will be met even the emotional ones 
Now, I want to I want to get to another big part of emotions and feelings, um, and how it connects to love and the conundrum we face when it comes to love and marriage and selecting a partner in the right godly way because this is something in our generation in the world today that is warped it is out of control because people do not understand this concept and I'm not saying that I understand it fully, but it's something that troubles me. The divorce rates and everything going on in the world, it troubles me. And there's a lot of reasons for it, but I want to touch on one of the things here. And it's the conundrum of love related to emotions and feelings, especially in our culture. Now, we have established in, a bit in this episode and in the previous episode that you should not make decisions on your emotions. If you still disagree with me, fair enough, but I think we've established this now. The question begs, does this count in a situation of love, marriage and our partners? And after hours of deliberation with the Lord and the scriptures, the answer is in fact no. You should not make the decision of love based on how you feel. If you have listened to this entire episode and the previous one, said our emotions breed selfishness. Now, selfishness, ladies and gentlemen, is the opposite of love. A lot of people think that the opposite of love is hate. It is far from the truth. The opposite of love is selfishness. If you are selfish, then you do not love someone. This can be seen in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 5 when it says, It or love is not self-seeking. And we have already gone through the part of emotions and feelings breeding selfishness. Now I'm not saying that how you feel shouldn't be a concern for the other person because feelings do play a role in relationships, especially when it is used, how we discussed in the beginning of the previous episode, to relate to one another, to build bonds. This is why emotions are there, to relate, to build bonds with other people, with each other. But the truth is more important, especially when choosing your partner. The argument stays the same. Our feelings are corrupted by sin, and in the case of picking a partner, the same thing, especially when sexual attraction and worldly perspectives and perceptions start to play a part, the biggest mistake 
you can make in choosing a partner, choosing the person to spend the rest of your life with. The biggest mistake you can make is making that decision based on feelings alone. How many of us have been madly in, in love, quotation marks? You can't not be around this person. You just, you love the way you feel around them. You, you know, it's, it's beautiful. And then a few months later, that honeymoon phase ends. And the feelings aren't the same anymore. We start hitting a roadblock and we're fighting a lot more. And now the feelings I'm having for them aren't positive feelings anymore. The emotions I'm feeling aren't happiness anymore. Their anger, their regret, their doubt. Am I to make a decision now? Like I did before. Choosing a partner should solely be made by the guidelines God has set out for us. And then add some feelings and emotions. I'm not saying don't have preferences and, and, and don't be with someone who will make you feel shitty all the time. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there are more important things than our feelings when it comes to spending the rest of your life with a person. In Samuel 16 verse 7, it says, People who look at the outward appearance, people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. What does that tell you? The Bible also says, Beauty fades. It is fleeting. See one moment, gone the next. Philippians 4, verse 8 to 9. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is praiseworthy, think about such things. doesn't say anything about think about its beauty if it's lovely beauty and love being lovely is not the same thing is it pure is it right is it admirable is it praiseworthy I want to touch on prove my point even further I want to touch on something that we are going to be diving into a lot in the coming episodes um, upcoming series I have in mind is a series of love is where we're going to be diving into the scripture it's 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4 to 8 it says love is patient love is kind does not envy does not boast it is not proud it does not dishonor others it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs. 
Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres, and never fails. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to take a look at the scripture. If you have it, the time, read it. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 7. Read it. Read what it says love is and read what it says love is not. And you'll realize that patience is not a feeling. You don't feel patient. Kindness is not a feeling. You don't feel kind today. I don't just wake up and say, oh, I feel kind today. That is not it. But what you can see is everything it says it is not is an emotion. It does not envy. Envy is an emotion and a terrible emotion. It is, does not boast. It is not proud. Being proud is a feeling. It's an emotion. In fact, the Lord hates being people who are proud. It is not self-seeking. It is not selfish. And our emotions breed selfishness. It's not easily angered. Anger is an emotion. This is what I'm saying. You cannot... For you to love someone, you cannot love someone based on your emotions because emotions change. People change. Things change. Circumstances change. But love is not supposed to change. That's why you can't make a decision as important as choosing who you're going to spend the rest of your life with or choosing who to love. That is why you cannot make that decision based on the premise of how you feel because the feelings will go away when you're old that person is not going to be as attractive as they once were when they were younger but the lord says look at the heart look at the things that are actually important So my friends, I urge you, I urge myself, because even me, I struggle with these things, and it's things that the Lord has revealed to us in His Word, and He says, don't fall into this trap, because the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can understand it? My friends, I urge you to make any important decision in your life based on, on the facts based on what God says based on what is good what is right what is admirable what is lovely let us not use a chopstick ladies and gentlemen to eat our soup the emotions on the chopstick don't eat your soup with chopsticks don't use your emotions for something they were not meant to be used for now you will, it's used to relate to one another, to love one another better, to connect with one another better. So rather, when making a decision, and this needs to be done on a daily basis, go to God more with your decisions. Get into the rhythm. Ask God for his wisdom and his truth in your relationship, your marriage, your life, and you will flourish and be prosperous.
to the goodness and glory of his name. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this episode, or the previous episode, if you enjoy this format of series and longer episodes, shorter episodes, but long series, please share, like, subscribe. That would be very, very much appreciated. Once again, if you have anything that you wish to add or that you disagree on, please let me know. I'm always open for criticism and, you know, correction if need be. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. Peace, love and happiness and shalom to you all. And yeah, treats.